guys, welcome to the Moms Talk Autism podcast. We are so excited to have you. Um, we have been checking in with you guys on the Instagram page for the last week and gathering questions that you guys want us to answer. So today's episode is going to be a grab bab where we have, you know, a little discussion about all the things you guys want to know. So hang tight. When you become a mom, you never imagine your child getting an autism diagnosis. It feels like your dreams have shattered, like a framed photograph falling off your mantle, exploding into a thousand pieces. But instead of trying to glue those pieces back together, this community of moms is here to help you build a new dream, a better one. So join in the conversation as us moms talk autism. All right, ladies, are you ready to play? She did use kind of grab bag. Yes. Grab bag. <laughs> grab bag. Grab bag. Oh, grab it sounded bag. like bab. <laughs> grab bab. Grab bab. Um, I'm in Vegas right now, so maybe I did say grab bab. Okay. She did. <laughs> She's mm-hmm. went too hard. What's it to you? Brooklyn, we what go hard. I mean, Vegas, we go hard. <laughs> I didn't go hard at all last night. I ate half a sandwich and went to bed. So <laughs> let's be. We know. Old, let's old be Lady real. Shannon. Tonight. Tonight, on the other hand. Tonight, on the other hand, will be a game changer. Tonight with but Mike. That's that's not why we're here, is it now? Um, so <laughs> grab bag episode. We're going to be talking about everything our community wants to chat about. So you guys, we have it broken down into a few different like topics. And then we're just going to grab a handful from each and we're going to go from there. Mm-hmm. Are you guys ready to play truth or dare? Yes. yes. Okay. All right. So let's find the first one. Um, How do you ladies handle tantrums? Mine or my children's? Dun, dun, dun. Who wants to start? Uh, how about I know, uh, right? tantrums or meltdowns? I mean, well, They're not exactly I mean, the same thing, are they? Um, <laughs> from the outside, it looks like a tantrum. No, no, no. Yeah, no, I think. No, no. Well, and I only say that because they're they're yes, obviously completely mm-hmm. in my you know idea. They're completely different. So yes, I agree. I know when Jack is having a tantrum, and I know when he's having a sensory you know meltdown. overload meltdown. Um, so yes. yeah, do you want us to just clarify on each or? Well, yeah, I think let's, let's, let's touch on both. How with your kiddo, you know, what are the signs that you think are that, okay, this is a sensory meltdown. This is something that's going on because he is, you know, overwhelmed. There's too much going on in his Mm -hmm. space. Um, And then how do you differentiate that with, you know, the tantrums where it's like, oh no, he's really just trying to get his own way here. Right. Manipulating a little. Mm -hmm. As we all do. (laughs) Yeah. Do you want me to go first? Well, yeah, go first. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Um, yes. So I would say, um, you know, for for Jack and and when I see him starting to go into a like a sensory um, meltdown, it's it is vastly different than the tantrum. You know, tantrums are Jack not getting his way, um, like yesterday when he threw a fit about um wanting to go into the pool and it was a tantrum you know and so we we have really learned um 
with good advice from our occupational therapist uh, that Jack used to see, um, that we have like a, a top five things. And those five things are you know, not going to be talked about a second time. It's you do it the first time and you, and you are in a timeout in your, in your room. Um, obviously that doesn't always work when we're out and about, but you know, we can find areas to go into a timeout space. Um, Mm -hmm. so that, that is, we try to stay true to that. You know, we, we try to always have consistency and follow through with the same kind of, um, um, what am I trying to say? (laughs) <laughs> I haven't had enough coffee this morning. Well, um, you have certain expectations. With the, with the, and with a certain discipline, you know, our discipline, we try to keep it um, regimented. Um, so th- that's what we do if we see a a tantrum. And, and again, a tantrum is very obvious to me, you know, because it, it's usually him just not getting his way. Um but when when we see that sensory overload and and kind of going into a meltdown, whether we're out and about somewhere, um, it's just it, it's that maybe that innate feeling that we have as as parents and as of special needs parents, you know. And and I can tell because I am somebody who gets overstimulated very easily. So mm-hmm. a lot of the times, it's just removing ourselves either as a whole, you know, if it's just me and the kids together, removing ourselves from the situation, going into a quiet area, um, you know, giving Jack whatever kind of um, sensory things he needs. Maybe we always carry his headphones, you know, so we always will have those if we're out and about and we know we're going to be in a kind of a louder um, situation. Um, so yeah, so that I'm, that's, I know that doesn't, that's not like very, very specific things, but um you know, for tantrums, it is definitely, he knows, he knows what the warning is. You know, he gets, he gets a couple warnings and then it's straight to the bedroom and it's, you know, usually like a five minute timeout and, um, we come back in and we talk about it, um, and, and go from there. Hopefully he's not, you know, spiraling in a script and we can actually, you know, have a small discussion about it. So, um, but that, but the, but the sensory meltdown is, you know, that, that is just knowing and understanding that, that they're overwhelmed and, and just removing yourself from the situation as a whole, like getting out of that overstimulation. Yeah. 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 I'm, you, I'm, as you're talking, I'm <laughs> thinking about scenarios that are similar and, uh, we have to handle things very, very differently um, with Ruby compared to Austin. Um, so I'll talk about Ruby first. I think mm-hmm. Ruby and Jack, it's a similar kind of thing. Um, it's pretty, I don't think, Ruby doesn't get overstimulated very easily, as as easily, I guess I should say. Um, but when she does, uh, mm-hmm. it happens fairly quickly. Um, something with Ruby, as far as tantrums go, a lot of it has to do with her, (laughs) the level of food she's had. If she's hungry, she, she gets hangry. And, um, that's when I'm noticing tantrum. I mean, (laughs) girl, I I get it. Yeah. (laughs) But, uh, there's there's a level of that. Like that's the first (laughs) thing we go to is, oh my gosh, she needs to eat something (laughs) now. Uh, when there's a tantrum, uh, Right. Tantrums with her, we can usually talk through it to some extent. There, there's there's a level of talking through it, 
trying to give her the words. Um, so instead of me telling her how she's feeling or or telling her what to do, I try to give her a couple of choices that I think are most likely what's going on um, because she can't necessarily think of, she can't internalize what she's feeling, think about it, and then express that out to me. That's a lot of steps, right? Like, oh my gosh, I'm feeling hungry. And that loud noise over in the corner mm-hmm. is really bothering me right now. And then her being able to think that, recognize that, and then say it back to me. That's not happening, right? Um, so I will say, do you, are you hungry right now? Or is it just a loud noise? Like I will try to identify and then give her two choices. And, and most, some of the times that works and she can choose one of those things. And then, and then it's, you know, we're on the same team and we're going to work out how to do that together. Um, sometimes that doesn't work and she doesn't like any of the choices I come up with. So, uh, but I can, we can talk through it. Uh, (laughs) it's a combination usually of talking through it, giving her choices and distraction usually with Ruby. Um, mm-hmm. whether that's mm-hmm. a different environment, uh, changing the subject, moving her to a quieter place, changing the scenery, distracting in, there's many different ways. Yeah. Redirection. Redirection. Yeah. There's many different ways to do that. Redirection. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What, um, R- Brittany, really quickly, can I ask, cause I, I feel like I've seen, um, same thing like with Very Jack much. and Ruby, like they so, get stuck, yeah. they get stuck on mm-hmm. this, you know, whatever it might be a idea of something that they want to do or needing something to be a certain way. And so that can like quickly spiral into, I guess, what seems like a tantrum, you know, but they're, they're more in a loop. Right. Well, and same thing with Gracie, you know, getting stuck on nail polish or whatever, you know, and not being able to let go of that idea. That's so that's the other thing. I think that tends to be more in the meltdown realm, but you know, there's gray area, of course, but yes, she will get stuck in a loop and there is a, that's when the communication completely leaves, (laughs) literally leaves the conversation. Um, she, she cannot process what she's saying and she repeats herself over and over and over again. Um, there's a variety of phrases that she'll say, or, uh, or she, she just flat out refuses. I could offer her a pony and Disneyland, you know, and she would say, no, (laughs) like she, it doesn't matter what it is. It's, Mm -hmm. she's going to be contrary to anything I say. And that is for whatever reason that I think she derives some kind of, there's some comfort or there's some kind of, um, I, I don't know. There's, there's something she's getting from that where she, if she argues with me, then we're still having a conversation and I still have her I, she has my complete and undivided attention. And so therefore we're going to. Yeah. Maybe, maybe too, just stimming. a little bit yes, of all of those stimming, things. And it, it's know. extremely difficult to, to uh, separate them. And sometimes I don't think it's even possible. They're all inter intermixed. So at that point, we definitely remove ourselves yeah. from any, you know, even if we're already in the house and it is quiet, we, I will, we will physically go to a different room or a different place. And, um, Sometimes, literally, if if we get to a certain level, it, the only thing I can do is ignore her. Um, just, I don't know if you want to call it the silent treatment mm-hmm. or whatever. And it's, it is, um, as soon as she 
responds or talks to me in a lower toned voice, like she's not screaming, or she uses a polite word like excuse me or mom or please can we talk or anything like that, I immediately reinforce that behavior. And then we try to I try to re-enter the conversation at at yeah. a lower level. And whenever I respond to her, um, this has worked a few times, is she's if she's screaming or yelling loudly, I will respond in almost a whisper like this. So she has to be quiet in order mm-hmm. to hear me. <laughs> and um, she's getting smarter. She doesn't mm-hmm. use she doesn't like yeah. that one very much, but it works. Sneaky. <laughs> Sometimes. Mm-hmm. So uh, but but honestly, when it gets right down to it, um, sh- the girl has some serious, serious endurance. And um, we have gone hours, <laughs> hours in loops. And sometimes that's all you can do. And that's when you drop everything. You text your friend and say, I'm sorry, we're not going to make it today. You go uh, order dinner online. And this is all while she's screaming at mm-hmm. me. Uh, you know, you get DoorDash or whatever, and you call it a day. Mm-hmm. And and that's okay. Sometimes we have to do that. Mm-hmm. So that's Ruby. Yeah. Uh, yeah. DoorDash. Um, should we get a sponsor? If they just want to sponsor us, I just DoorDash. Oh, yeah. Shame on any of them. DoorDash. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Really quickly, Brittany, too, I was going to say, I don't know about like Ruby, but I'm sure like Gracie for sure. And she's still, you know, that deep input when they are um, in a meltdown. Jack is a little bit too big now because he's almost my size, but, um, I used to just take him and hold him, like put, like make him straddle me. And I would hold his body really tightly and just rock back and forth with him until he could, yes, you know, yeah. his, his, um, vestibular just brings yeah. everything yeah. down. Yeah. Yeah. Squeezes down. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We'll do brushing. Right. All, yes, that's, you know, we can talk about all those yeah. kind of OT things in another episode, but yeah, that's all on the table for us too. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'll be really quick about Austin. I, yeah. I know I realized I just took a lot of time. This is supposed to be grab bag. Oh my goodness. So um, Austin, uh, tantrums and meltdowns are very, very difficult to distinguish between the two because of the lack of verbal language he has. It's just, it's almost impossible sometimes to understand. And I don't know what his triggers are sometimes as well. It is even with stimuli. Uh, He will randomly just start screaming. And I don't know why. Mm -hmm. This has been years and years, multiple doctors. I I don't have any answers right now to give anybody. But um, for him, the best thing to do is to give him space. And um, if needed, because of the aggression and or violence that can incur, we will put him in his room. His room is a very safe place. There's lots of things he loves in there. It is it's as stimulant free as we can make it. And um, typically within five to 10 minutes, he is able to calm himself down if he goes into his room. So those are kind of our, mm-hmm. our go-tos and car rides, mm-hmm. car rides help calm so um, I, I wish I had better answers, um, but you need to just find what a place, a safe place, especially at home, whatever that is, even if it's a very small corner of one room and, um, and try to make that as accommodating as possible. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. I know with Gracie, you know, and I think part of it, we talk about the loop and we talk about getting stuck and that is very yes. much a part of autism. 
So mm-hmm. keeping that in mind that, you know, she is in this loop and she, that's always what we've called it, Gracie. She's stuck, like we're stuck right now and trying to have as much patience as we can in that because that is not intentional. No. Like her stuckness is right. not intentional. It is the way that her brain works. And so really trying to be patient with that. Um, so pre-Gracie, we are fairly rigid parents when it comes to behavior. So we have expectations about the way that you behave. And if you do not meet those expectations, there are consequences. Um, Mm -hmm. That is still the case with Gracie in certain situations. So if there is a tantrum where she is just really mad and stubborn because she's not getting what she wants, there are consequences for that action. You're getting warned once. Um, And it will usually result in a timeout in her bedroom if she is not you know, adhering to said expectations. But because it's always been that way, she understands, right? So Tosh, that's kind Mm -hmm. of where the consistency comes in, where it's, this is not a surprise. This is how it's been your whole life. Um, One thing that I've noticed when Gracie gets really overwhelmed or overstimulated, um, one of our favorite OTs of all time, who I really hope to have on the show, her name is Bree. She gave me a piece of advice years ago that I really pay attention to. And that is when I see Gracie start to get overstimulated, I need to look at all of her senses. And so I look at her and I think, are the lights too bright? What can she hear right now? What can she see right now? Like, is the Mm -hmm. TV on, but we also have music on and the dog is barking. Are the lights Mm -hmm. bright? And so is the music. Um, so I just tried to think of like, which of her senses are firing right now and how do I limit it to one thing, one input instead of all of the other inputs that are going on. And that is really, really helpful. Gracie's been a little bit sound sensitive lately. And it's funny because certain sounds she doesn't care about, but one of our dogs has a very shrill bark. And if he starts barking in that way, it immediately tips her over the edge. It's like at a decibel that she cannot handle. She does not like it. Um, my cousin was over the other day with her little girl and her little girl got upset. You know, she's two, (laughs) she's in that terrible two phase. Right. Um, and she got very mad and it was a tantrum scream and Gracie lost it. It was too much. I think it fell again, just in that range where, um, Mm -hmm. and it's very obvious, like Gracie backed herself up to a wall and like sunk Mm -hmm. down to sit. And started crying. Like it was like, I am overwhelmed. This is too much. I can't do this. Right. And so in those instances, obviously we are extremely patient and very comforting to her because we know it's not, it's not on her. Um, That said, if she gets in a loop or she gets stuck and it is in a way that is unsafe or unreasonable or, you know, putting anyone's safety at risk. Like if she's going to start hitting, if she's going to start pushing, if she's going to start doing something that we can't have her doing, we do resets in her bedroom. And that's something that we have done for a very significant period. I couldn't even tell you. Um, But the one thing that we did in this new house is her bedroom is all about Gracie. And I've talked about that before. Sometimes we publish out of order, so I never know (laughs) what's going to go where. But um, Gracie's room has her climbing wall. It has a sensory swing in it. We've like made her closet a little quiet zone with, you know, squishmallows and pillows and places where she can go. She's got weighted blankets. Um, So when we put her in timeout or a reset in her room, 
like, yeah, it's, it's a punishment, but it is also a punishment with a purpose because we know that when we put her in there, she has all of the tools that she needs to be able to soothe herself. Um, Mm -hmm. We don't have a time. So we don't do like a five minute timeout or a 10 minute timeout. Um, We still have a baby monitor in Gracie's room so we can watch her. We can make sure she's being safe. And as soon as she calms down, we go in. The minute everything Mm -hmm. is toned down and we can have a conversation with her, we go in and we talk to her. Um, I've been told by many therapists, it does no good to try to explain what they're doing wrong in the moment. They are in no headspace to hear about what they're doing wrong, whether it's a tantrum or a meltdown. I agree with that. Mm -hmm. Like they're just not. So we always try to go in and explain, you know. Yeah, mommy put you in your room because you needed a reset. And this is why. And I understand that you were upset, but this is why you're in your room. Um, Mm -hmm. And then when she's calm, she's allowed to come back out. And the resets work really well with Gracie. Sometimes she'll come out and she's literally like a whole new person. Other times she comes out and sometimes she'll go right back into it. And then she goes Mm -hmm. right back into her bedroom. Um, But we have tried to make her bedroom like her safe haven. So when she's put in there, it's not like, you know. Yep. We're sticking her in jail. Right. Well, <laughs> you know. Yeah. I'm like, same can I, if I throw, I if I throw a tantrum, will somebody lock me in my room, please, for the Amen. love of God? Because that's all no, I want. I, I yeah. think all three of us <laughs> really do uh, the same thing. Okay. Yeah. Well, that oh, was a. Yeah. 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 And it's not to say what we do is better than what you do. Obviously, we know all of our kids are so very different that they all have to be handled in different ways. So yeah. don't feel like we're, you know, telling you what to do. But that is what we do. And we're going to move on because that was a 21 minute answer to our first question. <laughs> <sighs> <laughs> okay. Um, so this one I like because I have a very physical and strong child. Um <laughs> Our community member said physical strength. I'm worried about being overpowered and outrun. I'm so worried because he is so strong and so fast already. Mm-hmm. Oh, girl. Oh, girl. Yes. I feel you on that one. I um, I didn't tell you girls about this because it just happened yesterday. Was it yesterday? I don't even remember. I think it was yesterday. Um, I Gracie woke up early. It was like 6 a.m. So we walked to the park in the new neighborhood. And it's really quick walk. No big deal. Um, Gracie got stuck in a loop. She brought a piece of tape and Mickey Mouse. And her new thing is that she wants to hold Mickey's hand and she wants to tape her hand to Mickey Mouse. Um, Mm. Her tape was not sticky enough. And so we ran into a big loop where the tape was not sticky enough. And then she kept trying to go grab Maya's hydro flask and tear Mm. all the stickers off to use them as tape. Um, I had Gracie is probably up to my chest now, I would say. She's tall. I don't know where she got it because Jay and I are not blessed that way, but she's like probably up to my chest now. She's over 50 pounds. And the only way to get her home was to overpower her and throw her over my shoulder and carry her home from the park. Mm -hmm. Um, So that is something that I think we all, we all live in real time and it, it is scary. And I know that, you know, I have talked about this a hundred times. It's the reason I work out almost every single day because I'm going to get to a point eventually where she is just too big anyway. Right. Like at some point she is going to be my size (laughs) and I may be able to squat her, but that doesn't mean I'm going to be able to get her out of the situation. Um, But up until then, I'm going to do everything in my power to maintain my strength because I have to be able to do the best that I can to keep up with her. Um, Mm -hmm. 
And part of that is, you know, sometimes if we're having a rocky week, some of that is we only go to the park if Maya or Jay can go too, because I may need that second set of hands. Or if we're having a shaky week, we don't walk to the park, we drive to the park so that if an incident occurs, it's a lot easier getting her into my Jeep than it is carrying her home. Right. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Those are just one of those things. And that is one of the reasons why my health journey is I mean, it was important before Gracie, but for entirely different reasons. It was a lot more about right. the aesthetic <laughs> before Gracie than it is functional. And and I say mm-hmm. that too, because in the heat of the moment, you are also much more likely to injure yourself doing something. So right. I don't want this to turn into a Shannon spouts about how you need to be strength training four days a week. Um, <laughs> you do. If you don't, you do. Um, I don't want it to turn into that. But I I want you to know that I see and I feel everything that you are saying because it is something that I deal with on a daily basis because Gracie is Mm -hmm. very strong and she is very hands-on and she has always been a mover. She doesn't sit down. Like I remember our neighbors invited us over for dinner one night and they were just watching her with like saucer eyes and they were like, she doesn't stop moving. And I'm like, no, mm-hmm. she does not. <laughs> like, she is always on the move. Um, and yes. Brittany, like, if you don't mind, let's talk about, because we are right. all going to get to the point where you he's, are with Austin. He's bigger than me. Where he yeah. is bigger than you. Um, yes. Everything that you said is mm-hmm. what yes. we do. Um, yes. uh, and it, it it is, we go through phases. Uh, it is very much me reading quote, reading the room, reading Austin, reading his behaviors or reading what, what's been happening in the last mm-hmm. few days or the few mm-hmm. weeks with him and knowing, um, and then knowing my own capacity, my own mental like mm-hmm. ability to deal with whatever and how I'm feeling physically that day as well of whether we have additional help when we leave the house. Um, Austin has a one-on-one aid at school and his school is very safe and it's, uh, set up in a certain way where, you know, the kids are safe. They're not going to run out into the street and things. Um, so that's good. And then when he's home, we have things in the house, um, that we are able to keep him and ourselves safe locks on certain doors, you know, that kind of thing. Um, but, um, as far as being out in public with him, I have to gauge the situation very, very carefully and decide, whether we need additional help. And if I cannot get another person to who is f- also physically able to handle his strength, then we just don't go. That is, that's, that's where we're at right now. And, and we're all going to get there. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Austin. And it's unfortunate, right? right? Yeah. It's but unfortunate. Mm-hmm. But there's no other way. To, what's the alternative? And it's, it's yes, a safety because it, issue. it is, it is just a safety issue. Not only for him, mm-hmm. uh, him, him mm-hmm. is number one, of course, but, but mm-hmm. everyone else around him as well. So, um, we, I do not go to any doctor's appointments without another adult. Um, last time we did that, I could not get him to leave the lobby to go into the doctor's office. <laughs> so we've nixed that. Um, I, um, the only places I take him on my own right now are on car rides. Um, I don't take him to any public place on my own. Oh, I, w- mm-hmm. I take that back. We do go to certain parks, but we always drive. Even if we're able to walk to it, we do have parks within walking distance. I always drive just in case. Um, and yeah, that's just where I'm at right now. Mm-hmm. Um, Austin used to 
be constantly moving like like Gracie and Jack and and some of our other kids. Um, he was very very much that child, and I will say as he has gotten older, he's gotten taller, he's gained weight. We've gone through puberty. Um, that part has slow, slowed down some, um, and I think that's just naturally kind of what we do as we head into the teenage years. You don't have that boundless toddler energy as much, you know. <laughs> so um, if that's any consolation to anyone. You have that lazy yeah, 15 Yeah, he's like sleeping energy. in. It's like, okay, <laughs> you're so 16. Like that's you know, how it is. So, but yes, uh, he, I, I do weigh, we weigh similarly. I think we're within 10 pounds of each other and he's, he's got at least four or five inches on me and he's built like a linebacker. Um, and I, I am not built like a linebacker. Mm-hmm. So Dang. he's very strong. Yes, he's very like, it's just, he's got what, what's, mm-hmm. I don't, I can't think of the word, but he's just a solid, solid kid. So. Um, I've got a couple tall, lanky ones, and he's he's more solid, of a solid, yeah, yeah. Link, you know, wrestler type. So, anyway, yeah, it's 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 evaluating the situations. It's getting additional physical help, and if you can't have that, then safety is number one, and we just have to stay home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Amen. What about yeah. you, Tashi? Um, Jack's never been physical. He's not, he's not a, well, I I, I take that back that a little bit now that he's getting a little bit older, he's getting more physical, um, in his frustrations and aggression, um, with something that's not working out or with his sister. And so I've seen him be like handsy with her and we've, we definitely have to keep an eye on that, but that's not all the time. Um, Jack has been, you know, from a very young age was an, an eloper, you know, he, the kid will be in the Olympics one day. He can run like nobody's business <laughs> on his tiptoes very fast. So um, that that doesn't happen. That doesn't happen anymore. He's he's he is he he can he will, but it's not in a um, in a, in an elopement type of way, right? Um, so it's more now just the ag- aggression, you know, towards other you know, kids or his sister. Um, Jack's never been aggressive with us, but Jack 100% is a little bit more than half my body weight. He is to my chin height wise. Um, so yeah, he is getting, I, I, I can't physically, I, I mean, I can, but he is, we, him and I go toe to toe and I like Shannon work out every day. I am, <laughs> very strong. Um, so I'm, I am grateful for that, but, um, yeah, it's, it, I, I can only imagine what it feels like for you guys and how scary that is. Um, so yeah, I, I second Shannon and saying, you know, get yourself physically there and, and for now and, and, you know, and then I second what Brittany says that you have to be able to, um, you know, weigh the pros and cons of going somewhere or being out by not, you know, being alone versus, um, you know, with a second person to help. Um, yeah, I have a, I have a close girlfriend who, um, has a child who is autistic and, and, you know, we had to have a situation the other day where we had to restrain her and it was the first time ever having to do that. And, um, holy moly, like these kids have some, (laughs) crazy, crazy strength, you know, and yikes, yikes. It's, you know, and they're only getting bigger and they're only, you know, so yeah. (laughs) I'm not, I'm not help on that one, but (laughs) 
I know we got, we got some work to do. We got our work ahead of us for sure on that one. Mm -hmm. Um, This next Mm -hmm. question, I feel like the next question I feel like sort of feeds into this one. Um, So we're going to go with this and it is, how do you deal with the real or imagined judgment when your kids have, Oh my gosh, this is like a therapy session today. Okay. Someone else Hmm. go first. It is. (laughs) Um, I'll go. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'll go. I wish I could think of the name of the Instagram account. I can't, I'll try to find it. Um, and I think that she shares some really, really good stuff about parenting and it's all about choosing your perspective. Um, choosing the way that you feel about what is happening. So instead of why is this so hard? Why does he or she do this every time we go out? Why can't we go out like other families? In the heat of the moment, switching that to this moment is hard for her. She doesn't want to feel Mm -hmm. this way. And how can I help? Right? Um, I feel like in our lives, it is very easy to feel beat down. And I would be lying if I said those thoughts that I said a minute ago have not crossed my mind. Like, why is it this hard? It should not have to be this hard to go to the park. We should be able to go to the park without having issues with blue tape and having a freaking meltdown and having to fireman carry my child home, right? So it's very easy to automatically Mm -hmm. go into that view of things. And it's understandable. So let's put that out there because this life can be really challenging. Um, The one thing I do with public meltdowns for Gracie is, and this was much harder in the beginning because you do care. You do care what other people think. Um, I honestly, how do I say this without having to add an E on this episode? (laughs) Other people can kick rocks. Other people can kick rocks in these situations. And in this moment, her safety and her comfort is my number one priority. And if that means that I am at the park and I have to koala hug this child and hold on to her, and there are other people looking that don't understand, they can leave. Um, and I think if you really learn how to change your focus inward and make your focus just your child, you will care less and less about the onlookers in this situation. Um It's not easy, right? Because how many, like Gracie, I've had people tell me, well, she doesn't look autistic. Okay, well, what does Mm -hmm. autistic look like? Like, give me a break. You know what I mean? And so Mm -hmm. that that side of things can be hard because they don't understand why a child Gracie's size, who is seven, may be acting the way that Gracie is acting. But you know what? That's between like them and their God and them and their beliefs. That's not, that has nothing to do with me. And my or, child. Or them and their and, lack of education. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's that's on them. That's, you know, I I know Gracie. I understand Gracie. While I maybe wish this wasn't happening in public, it is. Um, and how do I just really focus and shift my focus into what does she need right now? Is this a meltdown or is this a tantrum? <laughs> because that's going to change how I handle it. Um, and understand it's hard and that you are a human and that you are imperfect and that those thoughts are going to come into your brain sometimes. And it doesn't make you a bad parent. It doesn't make you a bad person. Um, It's the way that we're wired. And I guess I finally am 39 and I am finally at the point where I just don't give a crap. (laughs) 
<laughs> thank gosh. Like, thank gosh, I finally got to the point where I just don't give a crap what other people think. But it took 39 years to get there. So, you know, it just is what it is. Tosh, what about you? Yeah. Um, I mean, of course, you know, it's hard when you're in a public situation and people are staring and um, you're always going to feel that like, I just need to blurt it out and tell the world my child is autistic and that's why this is happening. But that's not our job and it's none of anybody's business. Um, and and truthfully, it, it, it doesn't matter, you know. Um, Again, like you said, we're we're going to feel those emotions because this this journey is hard, right? Parenting in and itself is hard, but um, you know, parenting a special needs child can be just a, another big added layer, um, you know. And and like you said, Shannon, in, in the early years of it, it's going to hit you a lot harder and a lot more often, and then you do just get to a point where you just you don't care. Um, you know, and there are moments where I think we've talked about this in another episode where I do try to educate somebody, you know, um, if they're, if it's, whether it be a child or an adult or whatever, and this is happening and, and, you know, Jack is in a safe place and nothing's going to happen, but where I do try to, um, you know, share with them when Jack is not in, you know, circumference of being able to hear it, but just saying, you know, my child is autistic and, um, explaining what just happened, you know, so that, so that they can be educated, you know, because I can tell you there's a vast difference between me seeing a little poopy child throwing a tantrum acting like a brat than there is, you know, and maybe it's because we are parents to autistic children, but I I can tell there's a difference. There is a difference, you know, between the two. So I hope that other people recognize that. And I hope that if I have the capability of educating somebody um, so that they do have more of an awareness and understanding um, and it enlightens them to, to something that they know nothing about, then I'm going to, I'm going to take that moment to do that for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But same like you, Shannon, I mean, kick rocks. I, I don't, and not in a mean way, in like a <laughs> Jesus-y way, because, <laughs> because, um, yeah, I just I don't I I don't I don't care. And I do care. I'm not that person that doesn't care what people think, but I don't care in that sense if if you were going to judge our family and that off of a situation you have nothing that you have no idea about, then this is a lot more about them than right about ahead. you. Yeah. Go right ahead. Yeah. yeah. You don't belong ignorance. in our circle then. It, it, ignorance is bliss for it, people, it's, right? It's, Go ahead and be ignorant. It's just not worth cool. the mental Bye. strain. <laughs> There's enough other things to, to worry about. Yeah, I no. completely agree with both no. of you. Yeah. And um, I have found in those situations yeah. where I do make the choice to educate in that moment, and I try to do it in the most calm and kindest way possible, mm-hmm. I have never, ever had a negative experience when right. I have approached somebody or had someone approach me to ask questions or to talk to me about it. And I have chosen education in that moment with them. And they, there has always been some kind of positive response from them or understanding or yeah, it's, it's never been, they, they go on the defensive or they attack me or they, they are rude back. So um, yeah, yeah, just, just keep that in mind. Same. If you approach it with a certain level of, you know, yeah. Per, I don't know if professionalism is the right word, but maturity. They, I've never had it, someone not answer back in kind. Yeah. Not always easy. Sometimes you just got to 
Yeah. Yeah. And if exactly. They do, they can and if rocks. that's the case, I just, I would just, <laughs> I literally would just turn my back and say, okay, have a nice day and just leave. Like it's not worth it. Yeah. Shannon's the, the pit. <laughs> I have so many things I want to say, but we're not that kind of got to do mom's got autism after dark. <laughs> no. Yeah. Are we not? <laughs> totally do that <laughs> oh gosh okay, okay. so we're gonna do two more we're gonna try to okay. keep it at the 45 minute mark for you guys Sweet. and we're gonna lighten things up a touch cool um so this one i i can't help with so this That's is why she chose the it. two of you Fine. um how do you manage public restrooms with our children <laughs> um particularly mother and son pairs. So public restrooms, opposite sex, mm-hmm. how do you handle it? Okay. Tosh, you want to go or do you yeah. want me to go first? Anyone. Yeah, this is a big one. <laughs> okay. Um, I'll go, I'll go quickly because I'm sure yours is, um, you know, Jack, or I mean, Jack, Austin is, you know, quite a bit older than Jack. So, um, Yes. Luckily, this day and age with just everything, you know, in in our world, we are seeing a lot more like, you know, uh, gender neutral bathrooms or uh, family bathrooms. Um, And so that's a positive. There are still some places that need to get with it. But, um, you know, I always try to use one of those restrooms. Jack cannot... um, I shouldn't say he cannot... um, I'm nervous for him to go into certain public restrooms by himself. Like if we were at church, it would be one thing. You know, he can totally go in and use the little boy's restroom and and it's no big deal. Um, but there there are just some public restrooms where I just don't I don't trust it, you know. And so obviously for with Tyler, it's no big deal. But if it's just the, you know, the two of us or even the the Jack and Sloan and I, um, we have to go in a family bathroom together, you know? Um, and if a public place does not have that, well, then there we go with kicking rocks. You can kick rocks. My son, who's eight years old, is going to go into the female bathroom with me, period. Sorry if you don't like it, then you should get, you know, with the times and fix your bathroom situation. Um, until we are completely, completely inclusive, world or country in for that matter, then then I don't care if you don't like it. It is what it is. This is this these are the needs that we have to have as as special needs um families and for our um special needs community. You know? That's it. So um, yes, we we always yeah we always look for the family bathroom. The gender neutral bathroom, something like that. If that is not available, um here are a few things that I have done in the past. Um this does not happen very often to us anymore because a, I don't take Austin into public by myself <laughs> very often. Um, and Austin still is, is he wears pull-ups in public mm-hmm. a lot. So, um, but if we are on like a road trip or somewhere where we need to change the pull-up or change his clothing because, you know, he's spilt or soiled himself in some way. Um, options are my husband takes him. We go into a family restroom. Um, I will, open the door and look in. And if there is no one in the women's restroom, I will take him in and it's, you know, it's fine. If there are people in there, um, I will find an employee and ask them to accompany me into the restroom and say, and explain as we're walking in. So everyone can hear, I am taking my special needs son to the bathroom. We need to use the women's restroom. Um, 
you know, can you please come with us? And they just stand in the restroom or they just at least escort us in and then they can leave. It's fine. I have never, ever had an issue with anyone giving me any grief Mm -hmm. if I do one of those things. Um, And even if I can't find an employee, Mm -hmm. if I walk in talking to Austin and and being vocal and verbal with my words as I'm walking in, I say, you're going to have to come with me into the women's restroom right now because you can't go in by yourself. Okay. So let's go in together. And I will, if I just speak it out loud, I'm not talking I'm not saying it for Austin's benefit. He doesn't care. He doesn't, under, you know, but, but everyone else is hearing my words. Never had an issue. Not yeah. one. So, um, you know, I'm not, I'm not yelling at announcement to everyone. I am bringing my child into the women's restroom, you know, but if I, I, I'm addressing it to him and they just <laughs> happened over here because everyone eavesdrops, that seems to work really well for me. Um, but yeah, I've never had, I've never really had, even if I don't say anything, I've never had anyone give me any grief about it. So it seems like, you know, if you're in the women's restroom, I think most women think, just kind of understand and they get it and it's not a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. I think Brittany, what you should do is pre-record <laughs> on your, on your phone, like do, 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 yes. attention, target customers. And you can like play it in the, the bathroom. The Crabtrees are coming in. into the bathroom. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Lovely. Uh, and I target. Think you, so i think too like i live in arizona so we live close to the south i mean i think even with typical children there's about a zero percent chance i'm letting my typical child go into a bathroom alone like there is human trafficking there is you know child trafficking like so even for typical parents like i'm i'm sorry but i you know i don't have sons so it's hard for me to say but you know, well, yeah, and I, 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 I'm anyway. standing right next to him. I hold his yeah. hand. Well, like, and, and, and it's very much that we are together. Like, it's very, very yeah. obvious. Like, I'm not just like letting it's him obvious. walk in front of me yeah. and letting him it's do his obvious. own thing. I go in the yes. stall with him. Like, we are 100% touching him, like, next to each other the whole time I'm in there with him. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, the last one we're going to touch on today is, and I think I like this one. Um, how do you fit Ooh. in healthy meal options? <laughs> <laughs> so, Gracie eats the same three meals every single day, everyone. Um, this one just makes me giggle because then there's kids that, like, there's autistic kids who eat, like, sushi and vegetables. Totally. And my totally. child is not one of those. Um Gracie eats the same thing, like, every single day, you guys. And I will try to introduce her to new things. And... um Gracie is very, it's like this, the typical diet. She loves her some, you know, chicken nuggets and French fries. And I do the best I can, you guys. Like I buy organic gluten-free chicken strips and she eats probably eight of them a day. And I Mm -hmm. am just happy she's getting protein. Okay. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. you are never going to get food shame (laughs) from anyone on this podcast. I just, I try to buy the best quality of food that I possibly can for her. Um, and that, doesn't happen all the time. And let's just be real. Groceries are really expensive right now. And we're in a time where things are not as accessible to other, to everyone. And you just do the best that you can and don't feel shame about it. Quite Mm -hmm. frankly, just do the best you can. And the OT that I mentioned earlier is also um, a feeding therapist. And that's another reason why I would love to have her on, because Mm -hmm. I think that she could give some really good ideas on, you know, different ways to get your kiddos to 
to try, try to try yeah yeah different foods um but i i can't tell you like the magic way to get greasy to eat a salad because i feel like there's a 98% chance that's never going to happen Mm-hmm. And part of that's because I don't eat vegetables either. So. Well, I can't get my <laughs> typical daughter to eat um, salads, so I Healthy. think we're fine. <laughs> <laughs> what about you girls? Is there, do you have any like tricks with that or? Yeah. Um, I'll go first. Brittany, is that okay? Yeah. Um, okay. So, I mean, we obviously don't have to state the obvious. Our, our children, usually, most of our children have food aversions, um, whether it be like sensory driven or just whatever. Um, so we have, we have done, uh, in, when we've done occupational therapy, we have done the food um, therapy as well. And that was a huge help. So um, I would say like look into that if you're doing OT or um, you know, Google it and see how you can just do it on your own at home. Um, you know, our our pediatrician always talks about, um, you know, if your child likes, like if they'll drink like a protein um, shake or something like that, you know, like, and you're calling it like a chocolate milk or a chocolate milkshake or whatever, if you can try to throw some, some greens in there and, and, and disguise it or whatever. Um, but, you know, I would also say, just not work. Don't worry about it. You know, if you, if there's somehow you're doing the best you can, you're, you're offering things, you're, you're putting it out there, um, without forcing it, um, without sending your child into a, um, you know, spiral or meltdown, um, because of it, then, then just keep doing what you're doing. You know, um, vitamins are a great backup. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know, some gummy multivitamins that look like candy and will get them some of the nutrients that they need for the day is always a plus. Um, and I always want to say, because I'm sure everybody out there has heard this from somebody, whether it be a family member or a random stranger or a friend, well, my child just eats what I put on the table. Well, <laughs> good for you. Your child is also not diverse. And, um, you know, you might want to rethink even doing that with your typical children because it's kind of, kind of, in my opinion, a form of, I don't want to say abuse, but a little bit, you know, like that. that's not the way to, this isn't the 1950s, y'all. Okay. So come on, come on. all you autism moms out there, you're doing great. Like, like, like Shannon said, like, you know, if there's different ways to try and do it, whether you feel like it needs to be organic or gluten-free or, you know, you can sneak it into a chocolate muffin, you know, like Shannon does, then, then you're doing good. You're doing good. Jack eats the same, like 25 things every single day. So yep. It is what it is. And they go and... (laughs) One day, Lord willing, well, it will be I, different. That's perfect. That's what I was going to say. It does change. I mean, mm. Austin is is almost sixteen now, and there are a lot of things yeah. that he's he he's very picky and and food averse to many things. But but it has changed as he's gotten older. There is more of a variety. Um, now he's also dropped some things that he used to eat, but. It, I I don't know a single person, typical or neurodivergent, who eat, has it only eats the same things that they've eaten since they were two. Like it just, when they're ready, they will try something new. But the the I guess right, the thing that right. we can do, you can't force food down their throat. But what you can do is you can present, and that means you're probably going to waste some food every once in a while. 
but mm-hmm. but it, it's okay. It's okay. And and I just yep. want to echo what yep. everyone else is saying that yep. you just just keep doing the best you can and set a good example. Eat your vegetables, Shannon. And um, you know, Gracie will will Yeah, and that's fine. And and vitamins are wonderful and the multivitamin or the getting in the powder or whatever you can do that way. Um, I think I've shared this story before, but my neurologist, um, I was very, very concerned about Austin's diet when he was younger. And this brought a lot of peace of mind to me. She said that she um, treats an adult young man um, and he eats right now at, at whatever phase he's at right now, he eats orange things. He eats, and his two favorite things to eat are carrots <laughs> okay. and you Cheeto like Puffs. And that he'll go, he'll go days and he'll only eat those two oh. things. And she said, we've checked all of his levels. We've done blood work. He's perfectly healthy. He's fine. It's okay. And she looked me in the eye. She made sure I was like giving her like direct eye contact. And she's like, it's going to be okay. <laughs> and I was like, okay. Okay, if that kid can live on Cheetos and carrots, <laughs> we're doing okay with our 15 things that we're eating or whatever it was at the time, you know? Like and it really truly is. Like for whatever mm-hmm. reason, mm-hmm. they he's doing all right. Now, if you are having extreme medical issues or a weight weight uh, loss or you know, there's some kind of medical condition in right. addition to, please go see your pediatrician, come up with a game plan. You can get supplements in in many different ways. Absolutely. We are not doctors. Like We are not medical but, professionals. But that's what I did because we I was not. concerned. I went and talked to a medical <laughs> professional about it. She checked him out and she said, no, we're doing okay. And so then I was able to kind of re um, reframe my own mental like hang up about it and let go because I talked to a doctor and she said we were good. So just keep that in mind too. Well, and I think that's so common in this community also. Like I think it helps to know yes. that – it's so common in this community. I remember right. when Maya was little and Maya went through a phase where literally the only yeah. thing she would eat was peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. And I was so <laughs> worried. And I went to the pediatrician and he said, Shannon, she's not going to die. And she's exactly. not going to eat peanut butter and jelly for the rest of her life. Yes. And he was right. And I look at Gracie and I think, no, she's probably going to eat chicken may, but she'll add for the stuff. rest of her life. <laughs> but the other thing I wanted to say. Yeah. Yeah. And the other thing I wanted to say, because we talked about presenting, right? Mm-hmm. Presenting the foods. Um, and I was doing some reading on that. And from what I have read, they say that kids view something as new until it's been presented Easily. eight to 10 times on mm-hmm. the plate. Mm-hmm. So don't be disheartened if you're like cutting up a strawberry and, you know, after three or four times your kid is still, you know, not wanting to eat it. They say eight to 10 times for presenting for them not to register it as like alert, alert. Yeah, right. it, it, it needs to be very um, casual. So, you know, yeah. and stay and, the course, man. And and you guys, the, the t- yeah, yes. Yeah. Our, our typical children do the same thing if you if you have typical yes. kids that, you know, it's it's my daughter eats zero fruit. Zero fruit. She who doesn't like fruit? What child does not like fruit? <laughs> Girl doesn't like fruit. Okay. So it's it's, you know, and it's not the end of the world. It is not the end of the world. And we just keep presenting, you know, again, like much like you do when they're going when a baby is going from baby food to solid foods, you know, you just you put it out there, you know, and and if you don't want to waste, it's just a little bit and it's, you know, try to do it every single day, but they, they will try things eventually or they won't. And it is what it is. 
You guys, I mean, I rejoiced yeah. when Gracie would eat a McDonald's That's chicken huge. nugget. Okay. So, like, if that doesn't tell you, <laughs> like, I'm yeah, like, I've never do, been so happy what, that my child would eat fast food. Oh, what, my gosh. What you should not be worried about is if your child will eat that chicken nugget and it doesn't matter which one it is. When your child is so specific mm-hmm. about the brand, what it looks like, and whatever, then you start to freak out, you know, because then if, yes. we're, if we're going to be losing stock in that or the store is not, you know, supplying yeah, it like we rough. need it, then we are in crisis mode. <laughs> Right, right. So, you know, you know, but you only find those things out by presenting it. Right. Right. And I mean, we never, we don't really do a lot of fast food, but I have never been so happy that my child ate a fast food item in my whole life. And I was like, this is a whole new type of parenting, you guys. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. All right. So we went over our 45 minutes because that's that's what we do. Mm -hmm. That's what we do, you guys. But keep sending us questions, guys. We'll keep dropping it in the Instagram page. Um, So you guys, if you guys see the box and you have a question, throw it down there. Um, Otherwise, you can also email us, hello at momstalkautism.com. And um, we have a spreadsheet and we are pulling them from the spreadsheet. So when you guys email those over, um, your question automatically goes on the spreadsheet. Some of the questions you guys submit to us are not short enough answers to do in a grab bag, but we are saving them for actual episodes because we know there is a 0% chance that we can do (laughs) just a grab bag on some of the questions. Um, But we love, love. Yeah. Peak of the week really quickly. Oh, I'm going to, I'm going to. Oh, okay. Okay. Sorry. I'm being so pushy. So bossy. Okay. Do you, um, do you, do you have a jingle? Peak of the week. Mm, peak mm, of the mm, week. Mm, Brittany, can we get that voice in there again? Oh, yes. Oh, we'll do the little yes. like. We're dancing. Nobody can see it. Beatbox. I'm <laughs> shimmying because I'm in Vegas. So. That's Shannon's peak of the okay. week. <laughs> mm, yeah. Peak of the week. I'm in Vegas alone. Um, uh, go first? I'll go first, I guess. Um, uh, yeah. I had a birthday this week. Big birthday. Yeah. It was my 40th. <laughs> Happy um, birthday. I'm so old. You guys. I'm Too feeling birthday. it. I'm feeling it this week. And uh, old and it, I don't know when this episode is going to drop. So it's probably been <laughs> at least two or three months. Um, but uh, yes, I am 40 now. And um, I just had, I felt a lot of love <laughs> and support and just, just embraced um, on my birthday. Uh, friends bringing gifts over and phone calls and texts and Marco Polos and, um, and we cookies from these girls. They, they had cookies delivered to my house. Um, and and you know, my husband uh, getting me a hotel room for the night and just, just lots of things like that. So, um, and we had a fun party. Um, <laughs> well, it's coming up. It's coming up. Um, Ooh, yes. Yeah, no more yeah. of those. Details. So, um, <laughs> just for me. Yes. So it's been, it's for been her. wonderful. And I just, <laughs> oh, just, it's great to have a community around you that loves and supports you. So right in that peak. Right it, girl, right it. Um, I will tell you, it has been a crazy last two weeks. Um, so obviously, again, when you're listening to this, it's going to be long, long ago. But I was able to take two days to um, <gasps> to, to Brittany, Brit- Brittany and Shanify my house. Uh, not my house, my kids' rooms. <laughs> and let me tell you, nothing feels better. Nothing feels better than 
boxes and totes and things in specific places. Get off on it. Everything organized. Oh my gosh. I'm just, just over here in bliss. It reduces your stress. You do get, you do get off on it. Let me tell you, like, it's so like, good. And now it's if so everything good. was just color coordinated, it. like do it. one ladies do, oh my gosh, I can't even imagine. Oh, uh, rainbow. Yeah, You got a rainbow. Yes. <laughs> you got it. red, orange, yellow, green, blue, blue purple. purple. In the words of Mickey Mouse, that's the order they go in, in case you're wondering. Um, my peak of the week is that I am in Vegas. Now let's, okay, it is August, or no. <laughs> no, it's not it's August. August. It is July. No. <laughs> It's July. July 21st. Um, because God, because who knows when this episode comes out. Um, I am in Vegas and it's a very quick trip. It's two quick nights. Um, and I am alone with no, well, I have a friend with me, but I have no children and I am really freaking happy about that. And I'm telling you that because it's okay to want to get away from your kids. Yeah. I want to normalize that. Yes. Normalize being happy, having time alone. Right. Um, it was just like a quick spur of the moment trip, a friend was coming and we just made it happen. Um, we were lucky enough that Jay's schedule aligned, like everything fell into place. You cheap flights. Um, and magic mic. Uh, 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 We're going to see some dancers. Oh, we have to be quiet about that. I've been called. We're not that kind of podcast. They're not getting naked. I mean, I'm that kind of podcast. They're not getting naked. No. It's like a real strip club. I mean, is this now an E episode? Did you make it an E episode? I don't know how that works. No. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Absolutely not. All right. All right. For everybody who doesn't know, like if you say certain things, you have to mark your podcast as explicit. And so we we have to filter our usual selves yes, so that we don't have to eat our podcast. Well, Magic so. Mike movie isn't rated R, is it? I'm Maybe sure. it is. I don't That's know. That's not PG-13. <laughs> I don't want my teenager watching that. <laughs> okay. And with that, we're going to okay. end this. Yay. Guys, go follow us on Instagram at Moms Talk Autism. We love, love connecting with you guys there. Um, if you loved this episode, you know, give us a five-star review on wherever you listen to your podcasts and not because it strokes our egos, um, but because it helps us find more moms who we just want to touch and let them know that we see them and we understand them and that they are not alone. And to keep reminding all of you that you are doing a killer job at what you're doing in this life is hard bye everybody and we're gonna end on that note we love you we love you word word bye guys